You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Geno Smith had himself a night, 18 of 29, 183, two touchdowns. He now has 29 touchdowns on the season for his career over with the Jets. He had 28 of those things. He's making moves this year. Kenneth Walker, his second game with over 100 yards, 23 carries, 133 yards. The Hawks rushed for 198 yards total, throwing the football, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Look at Mike White over there. He had a decent day, 23 of 46, 204 yards, but two interceptions. You got to point that out, man. We love what this team looked like today. It was a must-win game. We knew that they had to win this football game to keep their playoff hopes alive. That's exactly what they did. If they can improve on anything, it's always third downs. Five for 15 on third downs were the Seahawks, but four for 13 were the Jets on third down. These guys got into the red zone. They were two for five in the red zone. They also possessed the ball for 33 minutes. The Jets possessed the ball for 26 minutes. It was nice to see Tyler Lockett out there. I felt like we saw the effects of having number 16 out there. This defense had to be held accountable. The Hawks put up good numbers against one of the best defenses in the league. We got a lot to talk about this win. We're going to break down the playoff picture, what that means. We're going to go across the league. I'm also going to get analysis from my guys here. We're going to talk to Steve Rabel. We're going to hear from Pete Kerr as he steps up to the podium. Jenny Mueller will have interviews from the players as they step up to the podium as well and in the locker room. All that is coming up next. The Seahawks get it done at home 23-6. to Now we are joined by the voice of the Seahawks, Mr. Steve Rabel. And Raves, man, what I wanted to see was a fast start from this offense. That's exactly what we got. It was fun to see. Got up on top 10 nothing, and didn't look back after that. Um, I, the thing I wanted to see was more execution, better execution, offensively running the football, because good things happen when you run the ball. Today, Seattle ran for 198 yards to just 75 for the Jets. As Pete was saying uh, on Friday, we talked to him, and he said, I know the Jets are going to come in. I know they're going to want to run the ball. Seattle did a great job of shutting that down. But what running the football leads to is staying in front of the sticks, but also keeping the time of possession working in your favor. Seattle won that battle as well. 33 minutes, 38 seconds to just 26-22 for the Jets. When you can do that and you jump out on top, you have a really good chance of hanging on for the win. And the Seahawks won this one going away. Raves, I was watching Ken Walker. He had a, himself a week last week, but he looked different this week. I mean, from the very first snap from scrimmage, there was a different type of explosiveness. He was getting north-south. He was, he was shiftier. I, am I tripping or did you see the same thing? <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think you were tripping, Bump, as they as the kids like to say today. No, I think you're right. And I think it started actually at halftime in Kansas City when they just decided, listen, we have got to start making plays. Uh, straight ahead. We got to get from point A to point B, and we can't be sliding around too much. We got to set these blockers up, set these blocks up, and then take advantage of it. And so I think, you know, just like any young player, it's taken him a little time. Remember, he was just a terrific running back in college. He did things kind of his way. Now it's a little different in the pros, but he is really learning it. And it was so obvious on that first play. There wasn't a great big opening there, but goodness gracious, he was shot out of a gun, and he was gone for 60 yards, and I thought he was going to score with his great speed, but 
Yeah, it's whatever they talked about at halftime, they have continued to talk about, and it is working. Raze, when you look at this defense, you got an interception by Quandre. He's the first player uh, to get at least three interceptions in the last six seasons. Man, uh, a great feat there. You got Mike Jackson who had interception. DT shows up on the stat sheet. Man, it feels like this team is catching stride right when they need to. Obviously, you need some help from other teams to lose a couple of games. But it's nice to see the first time in a long time this offense, defense, and special teams all come together. You know, it sounds really simple, but see what happens when you're able to stop the run? Now you force an inexperienced quarterback like Mike White uh, to throw the football downfield. And there are going to be really good opportunities for you to make plays on the ball and maybe get some picks and also get a lot of three and outs, which is what the Seahawks were able to do today. You know, after the first couple of series, the Jets did not run the ball all that much. And what, 75 yards, as we said, uh, for the entire game. But getting out on top and forcing the Jets to try to come back played right into what the Seahawks wanted to do. And now you get yourself some opportunities. Uh, what, uh, Tariq Woolen probably had a shot at three of them today and couldn't, br couldn't bring them in. But he'll have more opportunities, and I will continue to bellow from the highest peak that this guy should be, Tariq Woolen, should be the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I agree with you, Raves. Uh, I don't understand how passes defended Trump uh, interceptions no. in this game, but uh, you know we don't we don't have a vote. You might have a vote, but I don't have a vote I for don't. defensive player. I don't. They oh. couldn't care less what I say. Believe me. <laughs> hey, Rage, when you look at just Geno Smith, he has now 29 touchdowns on the season. Four seasons with the Jets, he had 28. Now I know that we're in an instant coffee type of uh, culture now, <laughs> as Robert Sala would say. But it's nice to see the slow brew get it going in, in Geno Smith and see the way he's developed over this, this season. And, and most of all, aside from putting the ball where it needed to be today, he protected the ball. He did not throw interceptions. Um, you know, that was one of the things coming into this game. He had had a couple of three, four interceptions in the last four games. And I think somebody figured out that there, there's been a turnover in every game this season by the Seahawks, which is really unusual until today. I don't think we didn't have a turnover today, right? We did not. So no. that was the first time this season that that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, Gino sometimes wants to fit that ball into a little small space. But, man, when you look at the throws he's made this year, um, he's had some just terrific throws. And today, a couple of times, remember in Kansas City where Everybody said, well, maybe you should have run the ball when it was wide open in front of you to run for about 15 or 20 yards, and he ended up throwing at the feet of D.J. Dallas. Today, he didn't hesitate. He picked up yardage with his legs. He threw the ball well. He controlled the game. Um, I, I'm proud of him. I thought he played a great game today against his, his former team. And, you know, he gave them love this week. The Jets, they were the team that drafted him in the second round back in the, back in the old days. But they're also the team that gave up on him really quickly. And here he is in Seattle as the starter and, and a pro bowler and beating his old team. I know that must have felt good for him. Yeah, Rapes, he looked smooth. He looked fluid. Reminds me of how you sound calling games, man. You uh, get home <laughs> safely. <laughs> Have a good one, my man. All right, Bump. Thanks. All right. Today's game is presented by Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. When we return, we'll hear from Pete Carroll as he steps up to the podium. That's coming up next. The Seahawks get it done at home, 23-6 against the Jets. What would you say? DJ Dallas, just the contributions he had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did great, you know, and it's just opportunities. He's a great player, and I believe every back in our room can play. 
you know, and be productive. And we always talk about if somebody goes down, the next man up. So, um, and I think it shouldn't be a drop between me or DJ or DJ Iggy or anybody else. Kent, to, to see you guys put up almost 200 yards on the ground, just how, how nice is that being, knowing you guys have struggled a little bit here recently? Yeah, uh, it's, it's real nice, you know. You know, that's something we harped on. And, you know, during the whole season, you know, we was going to run the ball. Uh, and so when we're productive with it, um, they trust us more. OC trusts us and everything. So uh, if, it's a great feeling. Yeah, they were just executing, you know, the whole team. We was all together executing. All the wide receivers was blocking their man, and everybody did their job. And they made it easier for me just to hit the hole. Ken, you're the third rookie in franchise history to have 1,000 yards from scrimmage. What does that mean to you? It means a lot, you know. Uh, I used to always talk about, you know, getting 1,000 yards, and I feel like it'll be cool in the league. And uh, it's just a dream come true. And uh, I got to give credit to the O-line, you know. And the guys that block for me every day, you know, I make my job easier. So those guys get a lot of the credit for that. Ken, you guys are going to the last week of the season with playoff hopes alive. Right. How good does that feel for you guys this morning? It feels great, but we just got to stay focused on what we got to do. We have to win first, so uh, just go back and watch film, look at mistakes we made, and, uh, you know, be focused for next week. For you, what is the with, with with last week and you kind of the way you play in the second half and then getting a, more than 100 yards today? Do you feel like you kind of really hit a stride here at the end of the year? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like I am hitting a stride, but you know, just staying focused on the team and not just individual um, accolades. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, that was Kenneth Walker, aka K. Nine, my guy had himself a day, Turbo. 23 carries, 133 yards on the ground. First play from scrimmage, he, he goes, look, man, I'm taking this thing 60. I'm healthy. He looked different to me. Like last week he had himself a good week, but there was something in, in his cuts, his vision. What would you see out of K-9? Yeah, he was running with purpose today. You know, he, 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 he went out there with the purpose, like he wanted to get some things done. He made a lot of guys miss. Um, and, and that's what you want to see from a young back. You know, the key, the key thing for any running back in this league is, you know, can you guys can you guys make can you make guys miss one on one? Can you make guys miss in open field? Can you make guys miss in the backfield? And you saw a combination of all of those things from Kenneth Walker uh, today. You know there there have been some weeks where he hadn't been able to do that on a consistent basis, uh, but tonight uh, he was on point. He can't do it without his old line. Yeah, hey, I, the the big skills. <laughs> the big skills. What you see out of the big skills? No, right? I thought they did a good job today. Uh, you know. Stone Forsyth came in for big, uh, big uh, Abe Lucas, and then I liked the idea of bringing in Jake Curran as the uh, as that third tight end in those rundown situations because that dude is a really good run blocker, and I think there's no coincidence that they had a good day running the ball with him uh, being on the field. And so, and then I, I would agree with Turbo. Um, I thought the K9 just ran with more urgency and purpose, mm -hmm. and and more downhill, and then. Was selective in the times that he was bouncing the bouncing it and mm -hmm. sliding to the outside. But other than that, if there was three and a half yards to get there, he just went and got those three and a half yards. And so, to me, that starts to you know, it makes the defense have to come off blocks and have to make tackles, and then it condenses the box for him to then bounce it to the outside. So I thought he did a good job with that. Yeah, and he didn't always make the right reads today, but you know what I'm saying. But when he when he he made his choice though, even if it was the wrong decision, mm. he made his choice full speed, and that's what you want to see. Then he's able to bounce back with his next opportunity. So I like that. There's times where he's second guessing himself, mm -hmm. right? He's kind of footing his way to the hole. Not tonight, man. Everything was full speed, and that's a good sign 
for his future. Right, and the big shout out to the big um, skills, right, Ray? Yeah, yeah, we take that. It just was about to call them the big uglies, but we don't do that no more, right? <laughs> no, but it was I'm too good looking for that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> true. Um, the thing I watched was how the second level of the Jets defense had to make a lot of the tackles, right? And that's what teams were usually doing to us this past, what, four to six weeks. So it was good to see the offensive linemen move their feet, push the line, I mean, and get back to the second level because that makes it easy for the running backs. And it's a terrible day for the defense when your safeties are making all the tackles downfield. So, yeah, just an observation. Moyer, you didn't like having, uh, like, 10, 12, 13 tackles in a game, Moyer, back there in that safety spot? No, I liked it on the stat sheet. But I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't like it the next day when I had to get out of bed. But, um, no, you don't want that, man. You want those front seven guys taking care of business and you take care of the, the, the passing game. Look, this was – you know, a complete game. I mean, it's Seahawk football, right? Where you're, it's really a balance, you know, run, pass. We could do both. We could run it. We could throw it. I really wanted to see with 10 minutes left in the game, us not throw the ball again. Because mm. I really thought, okay, we, we, are, we got some things going in the running game. And, you know, we get, we get up three possessions, you know, time's a factor. And I felt like I want to see it. I want, because playoff football, you know, when you get in there, you've got to be able to run the football in the fourth quarter. And I, I wanted to see it. We didn't quite do that. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're still throwing it. Not that we were taking a lot of chances. But I just felt like this was a game that if we ran the ball eight times in a row, we'd, we'd have success. Yeah, and an opportunity to impose our will, right? Yep. There were some milestones hit today. You guys want to hear a couple? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, man. <laughs> hey, Turbo, I appreciate you, man. Of course. Yo, you always make life comfortable nice over here, man. Get your hand off my chair. My <laughs> <laughs> hey, Quandre Diggs with uh, that interception in the first quarter. He became the only player in the NFL to record at least three interceptions in each of the past six seasons. Here's another one for you. Quentin Jefferson had one and a half sacks today, giving him five and a half on the season, a career high. I'm going to save these next two that I have for you, but um, that's the that's the thing that confuses you sometimes about this team is that you see guys hitting marks, but you look at the record and you go, man, that's a 500 team right there. But then if you really go back in chronological order and look at the games and how they were lost and how they were won, uh, you see that this isn't a team that just gets blown out. I believe one game that got blown out, and that was basically, what, week two against the 49ers. Maybe there's another one in there. But um, this is a team that's uh, that's competitive, and no matter what happens next week, because you're going to need the Detroit Lions to get it done for you to get into the playoffs, I like the direction they're headed, Ray. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to put in a few calls to the Detroit Lions. You know, I, I know some people. <laughs> you know some guys. <laughs> no, but, uh, but no, I do. You know, at the beginning of the season, if uh, I think Gino said this last week, if you had, no, no one probably would have thought that this team would still be playing meaningful games this late in the season. So, yep, we love meaningful games. We love hearing from the head coach. He's at the podium now. Day. Don't they usually play the Rose Bowl on, on this day? Here's day. Um, on, on a real serious note, um, not before you guys even ask, I heard, uh, but we heard about Dory Munson passed away. Uh, you guys all know that, right? You know, heard that. Um, you know, for gosh, for years, he and I worked on the show together, and, and uh, you know, got to know him well in that mode. But miss the guy, man. The guy has a lot of talent. Was a special guy, and, and all that. So unfortunate. I don't know anything about the circumstances, of course, but. Um, We'll miss him. Um, on this New Year's Day, we had a good football day. We had a really good football day. Um, across the board, everybody played like we were hoping 
Um, we were able to play like the, the complimentary football where we, we, we made the turnovers. Uh, we had field position when we could have done better in the red zone, but we did a lot of really positive things all day long. Offense did not turn the football over. We're plus three for the day is huge, huge day for us in, in that regard. A lot of cool things happened. We ran the ball really well today. Ken had a great day running it, and DJ had a really good day too in, in, in his complimentary stuff that he did. Um, it was interesting. We didn't get the ball to DK or, or, or to Tyler much at all, but uh, we had enough stuff going, and the tight ends did a really good job. And we saw a lot of Colby and today, and, and uh, it, it, it fit together really well. Terrific for the defense to get through a day, um, you know, and, and no touchdowns. You know, that's hard to do that in this league, and, and uh, great to see those guys do that. It looks like uh, we're making a little move. Um, we played definitely better in some areas last week, and then we came back and did it again this week. Um, and we got, you know, Big finish coming up. So it was a really good day. Getting Daryl Taylor in the pass rush going, what was that mean? Yeah, it's great, man. He's, he's really um, he's finding himself. He's still learning. He's, he's still young at, at, at this position, and, and uh, um, he's got such a great burst. He runs the edge so well that that's what – he needs to always feature in, in his in his approach, and and that first you better you better hang with him. And then there's a lot of counter stuff that happens from there. But he's really getting on the edge really well and doing a great job. So, uh, and and really, uh, uh, Q Jeff too had, had a sack and a half today, um, and it was close on a couple others. We had ten hits today, which is really big time for us, and and uh, so it worked out well. How's Jordan Brooks? Um, I don't know yet. He's he's going to get imaging now. Um, he hurt his knee, but I don't know. We don't know any specifics right now. But fingers crossed. Um, Tyler got banged um, on his right lower leg um, in the game, and, and it just just bothered him. And so we he tried to get warm, tried to get loose, and, and, and stayed in to do that. And then he came back and got out there and got on the field again, so he could do it. And then we at the very end we held him out. So uh, you know, knowing that next week's coming up and, and all that. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Did he make it through okay, finger wise? No, no issue. Yeah, no issue. It's just an amazing like statement in itself. You know, I tried to not talk about it going into the game, um, but it, it, his, his attitude has just been unbelievable. And, and uh, no, no, his attitude has been believable. It's been Tyler-like, um, fantastic approach. I'm playing, and nothing's going to stop me. I mean, you guys see what, he, what, he, what he's got in his hand. He'd be, he'd be really impressed at how he did that. You say tight ends? Yeah. yeah, it was really important. We needed them today. Um, and so, you know, it just, it just kind of happened that day. It was one of those days. And it was not by intention at all, just the way the game went. And uh, so, you know, that I'm, I feel bad for those guys because they want to contribute and all that, but they'll come roaring back. And, that, you know, and there's, that's no, it's not a significant issue really at all. After the last couple of weeks or kind of slow starts from the offense, how good is it to get right out of the gate? Yeah, great. We got the big turnover right off the bat, too. And, and uh, we, we we really could have had a huge day today. We did not, you know, convert the way we wanted to around the 20-yard line. And, and we need to be better there and, and be more efficient to, to get those touchdowns. Um, but uh, it was great to get out ahead, great to play with the lead. You know, it was fun to, fun to be in that position. And, and the guys held on great. A turnover-free game. Have one of those. Yeah. Well, that, like I said, we had three three turnovers today, and uh, a great pick. You know, great re return, shame, shameful return by uh, by uh, Quandre coming up the sidelines, um, but he was having fun. Um, but fitting together, 
no no turnovers on offense in the in the big three on the, uh, for the defense. That's great. I thought the kicking game was was uh, solid today, really solid. I, I, I'm thinking we went down thinking that uh, Xavier got a block on the, on that punt, which is great. And uh, Mike kicked the ball, punted the ball beautifully today. What does it mean going into last week of the season? You got the playoffs on the line, kind of a you know. Winner in game. We're trying to be here. We're, it's, it, we, this was playoff weekend this weekend, and we got another one next week. Let's go. We'll be. Uh, we're, we're ready to go on. We got to see if that can, if we can make that happen. Guys in there are talking about committing to the run and how that's changed here in the last week and a half, the second half of the Kansas City game. I'm assuming that was the emphasis, but is it fair to say it's a lot easier to do that when you have the lead as quickly as you did today? There's no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and it's and, and it also leads to the turnovers and all of that. Everything fits together, and that was a great model of how we'd like it to go. Um, and uh, we, we create it again. Pete, you guys have had Tyler Mabry for a while, but just how, how cool was it for him to get out there and get some Yeah, the, the coolest thing uh, about that is the way the guys reacted. You know, he's been there for a long time and, and been waiting for an opportunity like that and to get, get in the end zone, and, and the guys were crazy about it. On the field, one, and in the locker room, two. Just just fired up for him, you know, and uh, they're fired up today for Kay Johnson. Got a first chance to get, get some play time, you know, going into the game, you know, coming off the, the uh off the practice squad, and, and uh, so whenever those guys get a chance. But it was it was what was remarkable about it was how much they loved it. Tyler. You could tell, and it's the way they responded. It's really cool. Uh, what happened with Phil Haynes? He sprained his ankle. How, how's he doing? I, I don't know that, but it's legitimately a sprained ankle, so we'll have to wait and see. What did you think of Geno's day? Uh, I thought he was solid. I thought he did a good, solid uh, job of taking care of business. We didn't do well enough on third down. We need to take a look and see why that happened. That's really two weeks in a row that we were not the way we need to be on third down. Um, you know, but uh, I thought he was resourceful and he creative and made some terrific plays. And we were just eyelash from you know a couple other ones. You know, the one up the sidelines and in the end zones and all that. I got a pretty good uh, description about the. Uh, Explanation about the, the PIs that everybody's hooting about. Of course, I wasn't hooting that much about it. Why did I say that? Yes, I was. Um, anyway, but um, you know, the league is calling pass interference differently, and and the numbers are way down, and they're um, they're acknowledging the, the the combative part of it. And uh, if they're both battling for it, they're not going to likely call a penalty unless there's something egregious that happens in the midst of that. And so when you see um, their DB and, and, and we're going up for the ball and there's contact and, and the guy's not looking back for the football, but they're both kind of hand fighting, they let that go now. And there's we're, the, the DPIs are way down. And it's, that's part of it. Nothing wrong with that. That's just the way they're calling it. What what, uh, what changed with the run defense? Uh, the, the first couple of series, they got some runs, and then you guys completely. Yeah, we had to, we had to fix a couple of things, and, and there, we were in the we were in the uh, adjustment mode throughout the first half, and then we came right out in the second half and banged it in the same place and, and knocked it down. And they stopped running them, you know. So we we just we had there's a couple really technical things that we didn't do right, um, really basic fundamental stuff, and then we just had to do better, and we eventually got got adjusted. PJ Dallas and the passing and the betting get. I thought he played a great game. I mean, he, he was all over both aspects of it, the pass game, run game, um, pass pro two. He had a couple good blocks. Um, so he, I thought he had a, one of his better games, you know, and, and uh, he ran hard, ran tough, you know, and it was really nice one-two punch the way that was hitting. So it felt good. Just with Mike White and the quarterback have been a lot more consistent. I mean, what changed today to really shut them down? Uh, Mike White? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, he got hit a lot today. You know, it was the pass rush was good. You know, we got we got hit, ten hits on him and four sacks. You know, so it was a tough day in that regard. Um, but he's a tough kid. He kept coming back. He's already shown how tough he is. You know, he's been playing with a big time injury, and he's a stud of a kid. I guess I don't know him at all, but that's what I would take away from that. Um, but we also had our hand on some balls today too. You know, guys, we we could have had four or five today. You know, and and, and we were close. So I, I thought we we made it hard on him. And the guys did a good job. How did you feel that Tanner, McCody, and Tanner played once uh, Jordan? Well, I thought they did pretty well, you know, uh, passing game and running game. I thought they did they did well. It was great to see Tanner have that much play time. I hate the reason why, but the um, Kobe went right to Mike and took it over, and Tanner jumped up, and away we went. So it was a really nice answer. Uh, let's also say that uh, Stone Forsythe did a nice job today. He did really well, and, and that's that's two good games in a row for us, and we're really really pleased about that. Abe can come back next week, or do you know? Or? I don't know that yet. I don't know. There's a good chance. There's a good chance because he's. We just had to rest him. He just wasn't didn't respond well enough. But he'll have to respond, you know. So we'll see. Um, I don't know that. I don't long know until we start the week. Sorry. Sure. How big of a boost did you get from Al Woods today? In terms of the pressure, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, you know, Al got to really make plays. He had a couple of really good ones. Just to have him on, out there is great. He's a leader, and they love him, and, and he's a stud of a guy out there. Like the, they had a great, you know, you know, great just stop and play. You know, he picks the guy up and throws him in the ground just to show, you know, who's the biggest, baddest guy out there. And and uh, we really love having him out there. We missed him when he wasn't out. All the help you guys needed from other teams. Like playoff-wise, were you keeping your eye on the scoreboard today? No, not, not too much. Early, you know, before the game, but I don't know what happened much. I, I don't know the scores right now. I don't know what happened. Focus. Do you know if you're playing Saturday or Sunday yet? We don't know yet. I'm supposed to find out later today. Anything else? All right, guys. Happy New Year. All right, that was victorious Pete Carroll, 23-6 to over the Jets. If uh, you were listening, he mentioned the passing of Dory Monson. Uh, Dory is a figure. In radio since 1982, he was the lead host of the show before I took over a couple years ago. I'm a guy that a lot of people in this area know and loved. Um, passed away at the age of 61. Came to a shock to a, a lot of people. And um, I mean, our guy Paul Moore was uh, close to him and his family. Um, we send prayers out to his family. Anyone who has uh, related or associated with him, huge following man, and he definitely will be missed, Moyer. Yeah, look, man, I, this isn't what I want to be talking about by by any means. I'll try to keep this one pretty. Um, anyways, um, yeah, Dory's a dear friend of mine. And, you know, what he did for this community is is unbelievable. And, you know, at times controversial. And, but, you know, he, uh, he was such a special man. He loved so many people. And uh, he was the best and the best of what he did. You know, if you ever want to learn how to interview people, uh, for me, look, I've known Dory, and he and I hosted the show by ourselves for many years, and, and, it, and it evolved over time to, to what it is today, which is just amazing. He was such a big reason for that, and he loved the Seahawks and what he did. But I'm not prepared for a lot of remarks. We're not very emotional on it. You know, you lose your mom last Thursday, and we find out this morning, man, it's uh, it's been a rough week. Um, but what I'll say this, please pray for his family, his wife, Suzanne, and his three girls, beautiful girls, they're going to need your support and prayers, and, um, man, he's going to be missed. Uh, he's he's one of the good ones. Dory Monson, um, a guy I reached out to as soon as I started doing this gig just for some type of advice and guidance uh, because he's been in the game so long. Uh, definitely will be missed, and, um, yeah, prayers out to Suzanne and the family. Coming up next, we'll hear from more players as they step up to the podium. 
right here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Quandre Diggs is at the podium now. No lie, I was on TikTok and I seen um, when Dion came back for his uh, last year in Baltimore <clears throat> when he was wearing 37, and I saw him do it. Might have been like on a Tuesday. I was like, I get a pick this week. I'm gonna do that. So just kind of in the moment deal. He'll be all right. Peter be all right. He'll be all right though. You know, what I mean, I'm the only one in the league with three plus interceptions the last six years, so he can deal with it. Just gonna ask for that. What does that mean? It's kind of the longevity of that accomplishment. I mean, for me, it's just you know, um, it's consistency. You know, consistently getting the ball and um, finding the ball. And you know, I really should have broke this a long time ago. You know, if I just caught the ball when all those opportunities. But I mean, it means a lot. I mean, it's six years straight. I've even passed my brother in career interceptions. So. For me, I mean, it's a special, special, special moment, and we got the dub. So, I mean, it makes it even better, and, you know, you start the new year right. Keeping a team out of the end zone for four quarters, what, what does that mean for defense? I mean, it's it's excellent. You know, I mean, um, it's just something that, you know, I mean, I, I'm <clears throat> at halftime, I just want the guys to keep, we keep our foot on their neck. You know, I mean, don't give up, don't let up. Because we've had points where we've held teams down, We've held them down, we've held them down, and we've given some cheap touchdowns and things like that. And I just kind of didn't want that to happen today. And, you know, the guys responded well. Big guys up front played a hell of a game. And, you know, um, Cody and Tanner came in for JB, and um, those guys played great. And, you know, uh, in the back end, we played really, really good too. So, um, I mean, hopefully next week we can go get three interceptions and, you know, we finally get that, get three turnovers in next week's game. That'll be That'll be a big goal, big accomplishment for us. I mean, we just got to control what we control. Um, at the end of the day, that's all we can do. You know, um, go out, play our game, don't focus on anybody else. And, you know, if it shakes out the way, you know, it, it shakes out, then we go in and we just finish strong. You know what I mean? We want to go into 2023 and we just want to win. You know what I mean? So that's all we can control. And um, I think this is a good start. You guys not gonna get me there. I just think we playing well at the moment. You know, I'm not gonna make any assumptions off, you know, one game. You know, um we've been playing well the last couple of weeks, but um it's always rooming for improvement and you know, I don't wanna say, oh, we turned it around and then we come out and we lay an egg next week and you guys kill us in the media. So I'm not gonna go there. Um I just think we gotta keep grounding, everybody gotta lock in. Calling your former teammates in Detroit this week. You say what? Give me calling your former teammates in Detroit this week. Get them hyped up. Hey, I don't have that many over there that was my teammates, but you know uh, those guys, they handle business. They've been playing really, really well. Um, so I always keep my eyes out on the Lions. You know, it's you know those guys definitely have my heart always, and um, you know I just want those guys to finish strong and play well. And you know they got a tough one. I think they got Green Bay, right? Yeah, A Rod's always ready to play when those moments matter. You were tied with your brother going on this game, right? Yeah, he had 21 and I had 21. Uh, I'm going to call him as soon as I get in the car, talk some trash. It's been something that, you know, I came into the year expecting to do. Um, you know, you guys know me. I always pride myself on getting the ball. and um, It's something that I expected to do. And, you know, um, for me, it's, it's dope. It's something that I've always looked forward to. So, you know, I got more picks than him in college and in the NFL. So that makes it very sweet. What have those changed here? Is the season success 
I mean, we finish next week and we get in the playoffs, and I think it'll be uh, a hell of a good season that people didn't expect us to have. So, um, you know, we have moments that we wish we can get back and games that we wish we could have played better. But um, at the end of the day, the resiliency of this team and, you know, um, the camaraderie that we have is definitely is definitely, definitely sweet, and um, it definitely can be a stepping stone for us. All right, that was Quandre Diggs. Six seasons with at least three interceptions. No one's ever done that before, man. Pete will be all right. That's what he said. All right, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo Cairo Radio. Conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, let's go back to the podium. We got Geno Smith live. Fast and got things going early. You know, everyone's important, but what does it really mean to you to beat the team that drafted you? Um, honestly, it doesn't mean anything outside of the fact that we gave ourselves another chance to go to the playoffs. Um, I'm actually grateful for being drafted to the NFL by the Jets. And, uh, you know, although uh, things weren't, you know, perfect there, uh, there were some good times. And um, there are some people still there who uh, – you know, I hold dear to my heart. Um, you know, I have a lot of good relationships in New York. And so uh, it was just a, another game for me. Uh, it was good seeing some old friends and, you know, some people that we played with. So the Walker first played, you know, and then you throw a touchdown in the third play. What did that alone change for you and the offense the rest of the day? Yeah, uh, it gave us a, a lot of momentum. You know, it started us off, you know, with, with started with the O-line. We talked about getting back to the run game and staying balanced. If you look at our game today, uh, you know, we played a complete football game. Uh, we played balanced football, passing the ball, running the ball, defense playing well, special teams playing well. That's our formula. You know, that's what Coach Carroll talks about, um, you know, just complete team ball. And I think that's what we got back to today. And we just got to carry that on moving forward. And that works only when you're in the lead, really, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in the lead, but also, I mean, you can be behind. You know, the other team can be playing well um, as well. And, you know, guys, guys on our side can still be doing good. But, um Obviously, when you have a lead, it's, it's much easier to play like that. But, you know, even if uh, I think the evolution of, like I said before, of our young team is understanding these are the moments where, you know, even if you're down or, you know, things don't start out well, you can still jump right back into the game and still play complete team ball and, and get a win. What is it? What what does it mean to have you guys last week of the season playoffs are still there, kind of given everything, you know, that kind of transpired in the offseason and the expectations and things like that for this team? Yeah, I think that's uh, exactly what you want. Uh, as a team, that's what you want, the, you know, the chance to uh, be in the big dance. You know, it's uh, right now for us, it's pretty much playoff football. You know, we got one game and you got to win to get in. And, uh, you know, once the playoffs come around, you got to win to keep advancing. And so uh, it's good that we get to feel this right now. Uh, it's good that these guys get to experience these things right now, myself included. And I think it's going to be, you know, very, very vital, you know, for us going forward. Tyler Mayberry, Mayberry, Mayberry first, t- first catch Mayberry, as a touchdown. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. First year catch as a touchdown. Just, what was that moment like? That was awesome. You know, I remember Tyler asking me, like, early in the season, he was like, what kept you going? And we were in the sauna, and I was just talking to him about, you know, hey, man, you got to keep working. You got to keep working. You never know. You never know. And then, boom, here it is, right? He gets his shot, scores a touchdown, first catch. Um, he's a guy who's worked his butt off, um, has stayed in it. He is, uh, you know, the consummate professional, great teammate, and uh, just happy to see him, you know, get that done today. Did the little flip to DJ, obviously just kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing, or what or What did you see there? Just playing ball, you know, just playing ball. was uh, up and out of the pocket, and, you know, he popped, and, you know, just natural instincts, and it was pretty cool, you know, looking back at it, but uh, it was just playing ball at the time. No, no picks for you? Just like you've 
think you played a role in terms of taking care of the ball and playing ball and those plays like that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's that's our formula. We talk about that. Coach Carroll talks about that, uh, all about the ball. You know, we got turnovers on defense, and then we, we took care of the football. There, you know, there were some instances where, you know, things got a little dicey, but um, for the most part, we took care of it, uh, didn't give them a chance to have a short field. We got a great punter. You know, we, we played the field position game all day. Our, our kicker, another great, you know, great kicker, um, you know, kept us in the lead and, you know, kept making those field goals to continue to, you know, push the game further. And so when you talk about playing complete team ball, taking care of the football, it starts with that, and then everything else kind of revolves around it. Ball. What's it like when Tyler and DK aren't really the top receivers and your tight end are contributing? What, kind, what does that say about your offense right now? Uh, we have a, a bunch of guys that can make plays. Uh, and, and I, you know, it, it kind of sucks for DK and Tyler because, you know, we want to always get them the ball. But I think it's a great sign of respect that they don't get one on ones. You know, they don't get one on ones in the game. And that, that lets you know how, what the opponent thinks of them. You know, and so I think they got to look at it that way. Um, you know, we don't, we never want to force them the ball. You know, if they're going to double them, that means someone else is going to be open. And so that's what you saw today. Was that, was that basically the, the issue with getting the ball to DK today? I mean, I think you only had one. I think that's every week. Yeah. You know, we've seen that every week, man. It, that's just how good he is and how good Tyler is. You know, um, last week they doubled him almost every single play. This week's the same thing. And he can expect that pretty much his entire career because of how great he is. And so... You know, there's other ways to give him the ball. We got to find those ways and make sure that he stays involved. But ultimately, it's about winning. You know, he knows that. And uh, I appreciate having a teammate like him who is very selfless and understands that, you know, we got to do whatever it takes to win. Gina, what's it like going into the final week, knowing that you need help from another team to make the Yeah, I mean, it's not what we want. You know, earlier in the season or midway through the season, we were right in position to really control our own destiny. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we hit a rough patch. And it's not what we want, but we still got a shot. And so what we can control is winning next week, uh, another tough opponent. But um, all we can do is control what we can control and look at the situation at hand. And uh, right now we just got one game to see what we can do. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. That was Geno Smith. He had himself a day. 18 to 29, 183, two touchdowns, no interceptions. First time in five weeks he did not have an interception. All right, our quarterback review is brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. When we return, we're going to get that guys involved. Ray Roberts, Marcus Trufant, Robert Turbin. That's next right here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Heard from the, uh, the man himself, Geno Smith, who's having himself his best year as a professional. The guy's been in the league, what, 10 years or something <laughs> right. like that. Hasn't had a start or been the starting quarterback in eight years. So it's, um, it's nice to see him do his thing. But I always look at the ground game first. The older I get, the more I just love the run, man. I'm a receiver. I used to like to throw it, spread it out, and throw it all across the yard, Big Ray. <laughs> but uh, in my maturation as an analyst and as a football guy, I understand that if you can run the football and demoralize a team, you got a chance of winning that. And that's exactly what happened today. 38 carries, 198 yards on the ground. Kenneth Walker now has rushed for 1,000 yards. All right, with his 142 from scrimmage today, uh, excuse me, 142 scrimmage yards today. Ken, Ken Walker became the third rookie in franchise history with 1,000 scrimmage yards, scrimmage yards, and raised second in franchise history for the most rushing yards by a rookie. Over 1,000 yards from scrimmage, Ray. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, buddy. But no, nah, I was. I think that very first run, too, also just set the tempo for the whole game. Because if you take away that run, 
you know, he was averaging maybe right around like 3.9, four yards a carry. But because he has that explosiveness, it made the defense go like, hey, like, number nine's in the game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they have to pay attention uh, to him. And then, and then DJ Dallas came in and, and, you know, had a couple good runs and things like that. But, uh, you know, running the ball is like a, it has a lot to do with mentality. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, it, like Turbo knows, it's mm-hmm. just not – Pretty. And some, mm-hmm. like you even said, like he missed some reads, but he was committed to the read that he had. Yeah. And so sometimes that means you're going to hit the power, move it for two or three, four yards. Sometimes it means you're going to, oh, man, I found a, a hole over here that worked. And then, you know, he breaks it for a good one. But uh, I just like that they kind of stayed consistent with the run mm-hmm. and made it part of what they're doing, which then brings me back to, you know, what else Gino said in the press conference was that this was a total team thing. And that's what our guy True was saying, you know, at the pregame was that, Every the special teams, Pete talked about, you know, punting the ball was a, was a big deal. The the offense, the defense got turnovers. The offense scored big chunk point uh, chunk plays. So, I think it was that whole team thing that True talked about and and how they want to play football here. Yeah, my running backs coaches always say, believe what you see, trust in your offensive linemen, believe what you see, and and make your choice. And mm-hmm. that's what we saw from Kenneth Walker today, man. He made his choices. And that's what you love, man. No second guessing, right? When you second guess, that's when you get those loss of yardage or those no gains, right? When you make your decision, that's when you have the opportunity to break those. It may be the wrong one, but because you made it full speed, you break a tackle. You Mm -hmm. make a guy miss, right? You become more slippery, right? It's harder to bring you down, and that's what we saw from K-9 today. I think the Seahawks made a decision overall, man, because I was looking – at those runs. Yes, there were some great runs there, but after those runs, the Seahawks came right back and they ran a running play right after that. So they mm-hmm. were committed out the gate to bust this thing wide open from the beginning, and that's what they did, man. It was mm-hmm. a pleasure to watch. I just want to know, Bump, you talking about you let a run game. Did you block, though? <laughs> hey. Did you block down the field? I wouldn't have been in the league if I didn't block. Okay, you know I, what feel, I mean? I feel it. In okay. that slot, taking on them safeties and outside backers. You know I block for you, baby. Hey, baby oh, if, you in the slot, if you in the slot, then you in with the inside backers, too. Hey, hey, a little yeah, crack. You better crack check bump film, hey, Turbo. Hey, check, I need check to check the film. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? It, but when you have a running back like Ken Walker, especially as a receiver, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because we realize mm-hmm. that once you pass that first, that second wave, that third wave is on us. Like, we got to get bodies on bodies, even if it's not the perfect block, right? right. I got to get my hands on the man and allow my running back to manipulate what he wants to do. So, yeah. I would imagine if I got a guy in the backfield like Ken Walker, these these receivers are like, yeah, let's go get man, it. Man, when you know you got a game-breaking type of back that can take it to the house really from anywhere on the field, I mean, that's, that's like a, alert time for right. wide receivers. Right. They, it makes them want to get down the field and block these corners and block those safeties because a lot of times, man, we get through the, you know, that first, second level, boom, boom, that, 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 that next read is off of y'all right. at the receiver spot. Right. You know, whether we taking it to the sideline or we taking it straight downhill, you know, to the end zone. And so those are, those are the most important blocks. When you see those long runs, 60, 70, 80 yards to the house, and a lot of times it's because of those receivers. It makes a big difference too, Turbo, because from a corner's perspective, okay, the running back is already broke. So you like, okay, I'm just trying to save the day, right? I'm just trying to get him on the ground. And if you got a wide receiver that's going extra, it makes it very difficult yeah. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, there was, there was good production from the running backs today because uh, D, uh, DJ Dallas had 98 yards of scrimmage mm-hmm. yards. He had, you know, 
carried the ball seven times for 43 yards and had three receptions for 55 yards. And he came in and was running committed, too. Also, you know? I was just thinking that. Yeah, like also the, very decisive. Just decisive and just yep. going like, hey, I'm trusting what I'm seeing. I'm going to hit the hole right here, make something happen. And, you know, he, DJ, something always happens when he comes in the game. Like he, he does something good all the time. So it was really good to see that type of production from the backfield today. Yeah, man. That's the fastest I've ever seen. 31 run was on that little shovel pass from uh, from from Gino, man. So you need contributions like that, right? You need the DJ Dallas's. You need the Mike Jacksons to show up. You need uh, the Tabers to show up How on about defense. about Mike Jackson? He got that's his first pick of the season, huh? Is it number one? That's his first one. Yes, it is. That's yeah, his first God. one, man. That's his first one. Shout out number 30, man. Shout out Mike Jack for your first pick of the season, Mike man. That's Jack. big time. There we go. Hey, 2023 will be a year full of concerts under the stadium lights. Get tickets to the biggest concerts at Lumenfield, including George Strait and Ed Sheeran, just to name a few. Gift your loved ones a memory they will never forget. Head to Lumenfield.com to get tickets. Coming up next, we'll hear from Jen Mueller as she interviews players down in the locker room. The Seahawks get it done against the Jets today. Young in motion across the formation. Going to throw back inside. Ball is caught. Touchdown, Seahawks. Yeah. And making the catch is Mabry. The tight end, Tyler Mabry, who's just been activated today with the injury to Will Disley. And Geno Smith fires a dart to the goal line, and Mabry is the man there to catch it. Congratulations from eight yards out. His first ever NFL touchdown, first ever NFL catch. Congratulations, young man. The Seahawks lead 16 to 3. First catch for a touchdown, man. Congratulations, Tyler Mabry. The call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking call Beacon. Let's hear from Tyler right now. He's down in the locker room with Jen Mueller. I've seen you at practice. I know that you're out there working hard, but how validating is it that you get a chance to have such big contributions today? Well, it was a blessing. I'm thankful to be out there for the opportunity. We're playing for Will Disney, first and foremost. Shout out Will, my guy. And you know, uh, he kind of grew me for this opportunity, so just to be ready. So just the whole room, Noah, Kobe, all of them. So they, they kind of got me right for this moment. But was there something more with Will there when you say that, that he was getting you ready for this moment? Because uh, we both blocking tight ends, so he always helps me out, give me tips and reminders, and always helps me out. Okay, we saw you unleash a touchdown dance for the first time in your career. How long had you been planning that one? Uh, you can ask Tony Jones. Uh, there's a song that like, I want to rock. And we'll be playing on, on Thursdays. And I said, Tony, if I, if I score, I'm in this dance. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, so what was the route? What was the call on that when it got you to the end zone? It was just a normal stick route. Like it was in practice. So caught it. Gino got me right. And I just fell into the end zone. This is a Jets defense that does not give up a lot of yards. Why were there so much? Why was there so much to be found there? And I would say both in the passing game and especially the run game. I said shout out to our OC Shane. Shane get us right at practice, so we just got to stick to the game plan. And when the coaches tell us what to do, we just got to execute. How much does Walker's 60-yard run first play of the game set the tone for everything? Man, that boy crazy. Man. That boy <laughs> like NCAA college football. Like he's he's fun to watch and he's he's fun to play for, uh, block for. What about DJ Dallas? Almost 100 yards from scrimmage today. He was all over the place. Uh, the running back, you call him a pack. That's what, uh, that's what Chad called me. So you don't miss a beat when another one goes in. Okay, so now when you look forward to the final game of the regular season, what do you guys need to do? Uh, it's a playoff game. Like Jill Switch said, we broke it down. It's a playoff game. So one and only two weeks. That's our game plan. All right. And maybe, just maybe, Bump, we'll get him to add another touchdown to his collection. <laughs> I'm all for it, Jim. We're going to need him. Let's get one next week, man. Uh, 
Turbo, first touchdown. You remember it? I do remember it. I do remember it. It's uh, it's one you can't forget, right? It was a, a pass in the flat, nothing major. You know what I'm saying? Wide open. All I had to do was turn up and hit get into the end zone. One of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, it, it wasn't a busted coverage or nothing like that. But it's like you know, you sneak out into the fat boom, boom, get the ball. You know, put on that turbo speed real quick, get into the end zone. That turbo you know? speed. But it was, it was, uh, nah, it's great. It's it, the first touchdown is always such a surreal moment, man, and. Uh, you know, you start to look at the crowd and everything like that. Just just for a moment, it, it just seemed like time just kind of slows down. Amazing. Hey, Greg, you remember your first touchdown? Absolutely, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was number number 44 for the West Asheville Wasp. I was just running back. It's <laughs> <laughs> that ain't some country stuff, right? Exactly. The Wasp. The Wasp. What? King, we were, we're the same colors of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, so that's why I wore 44 for Chuck Foreman. Okay. Came up the middle, cut cut the ball to the to the right sideline. Shoe came off. That was my turbo. Oh my like when my shoe came off, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm about to take this to the crib. Oh my I thought we were score, talking about NFL Score the touchdown. <laughs> Scored a touchdown. Then the next thing I was looking for was that foot-long hot dog. That my, every, every time I scored a touchdown, my dad would like – and so I'm like, Dad, you fed me out of the running back position. Like, every time I scored a touchdown, I got a freaking hot Not dog. Not a regular one. Foot-long. <laughs> foot-long, foot that's long. right. Foot-long. Wow. You know what, True? Wow. True, I'm going to wow. ask you about your first interception after we hear from Mike Jackson, who had his first interception of the season. Today, he's down there with Jim Mueller. It is your first career interception. At what point did you know that ball was yours? Oh, when I seen it in the air, it was just like, it was my time to make a play. They, there wasn't anything more than that? They didn't? Nah, it was just like watching film, you know, seeing what uh, what they like to do. And just going into the game, I just told myself, like, it's time for me to, like, show people who I am. Like, I don't listen to the media, but... I kept hearing, like, oh, they got DJ, they got Sauce and Reading. It's just like, okay, like, I'm going to show y'all who Michael Jackson is. So were you actually thinking pick six on that one? Your return yardage was impressive. Yeah, it was, yeah, but John made a forced fumble. <laughs> yeah, it was, you see why I don't play offense now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned watching film and knowing what they were going to do. How much did the defense impact Mike White and his accuracy today? Oh, the D-line got great pressure today, so. It's really on them boys. Like, they made it easy for us on the back end. Well, and I know that Robert Sala wanted to run the ball more in the second half. What do you think your D-line took away from them? Because they didn't have anything going. Well, they was eating up front. Like, tackles for loss, uh, sack, sack calls, fumble. Like, they did everything together. Well, and when your offense runs as well as they did, mm. how demoralizing can that be when those yards keep racking up? Oh, yeah. Offense did great today. You know, they ran the ball great, threw the ball great, and today was a collective. Like, everybody did their part. What does this win mean? I know that you still have next week, but what does this win mean for the team? This is we undefeated in 2023. That's it. <laughs> that is a great way to put that. We'll get that back to you, Bump. Hey, he said they undefeated in 2023, and he recorded. I thought it was just his first of the season. True, his first career interception. What did you see from him? And then what was your first career interception like? I like the mentality from Mike Jack, man. He's a, a quiet assassin, right? Comes to work and he's serious about the craft, man, from technique just to his whole type of demeanor on the field, right, man? I, I like it. Tough guy. 
kind of looks like my man, the, um, trying to think of the actor that pulled out the pistol um, on Above the Rim, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looked like my man. But Mike Jack is a heck of a player, man. I love his energy. And he's doing great things, man. And as he it continues to work, and as Reek works on his side, Mike Jackson is going to get a lot more chances and a lot more balls his way. So, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Do you still want me to go into my first pick? Uh, yes, of course I do. My first pick, I believe, as a uh, pro, and with the long, long, long time ago. And not as long as yours, Ray, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, my first pick, I believe, was against the Chicago Bears in the little flat route playing cover two. Started, like, to think about, okay, what type of uh, – type of return is this going to be? I'm about to make some magic happen. Got smacked. Both of my ear pads came out my helmet, <laughs> oh, and I no. played it off like I wasn't dizzy. My teammates kind of held me up. I got to celebrate on the sideline, but that's what happened. All right, I did some research. His name is Wood Harris. Okay. The guy from above the rim who pulled out the pistola. <laughs> yeah. Pulled out that pistola. All right, hey, we got first, man. You know, happy for these guys. Yeah, oh, right? yeah happy absolutely. For these guys. Absolutely. First I, mean, if I, I didn't know we was we, we was going to go back to Pop Warner and everything hey, like dude, that. Hey, dude, if I'm yeah, scoring I mean, a touchdown, that, I'm not scoring one in the NFL. <laughs> dude. Well, I, like, hey. I thought it might have been like a I, goal I, line I, I, situation. I, 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 I have a couple receptions, though. You know what you can do? Don't, yeah, you do have a reception. <laughs> yeah. For, all right. Reset. <laughs> <laughs> first reception in the NFL, right, Tom? Yeah, to I was playing with the Seahawks. We had uh, Rick Meyer, I think was our quarterback. We tried to throw a little middle screen, That's and sad. the ball got hit the, the helmet of the running back, bounced backwards. I caught it with one hand, Ooh. fell forward for like – Two or three yards, mm. you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, okay. I tried to look athletic, you know. Mm. That's what that was in my the young days. Let's go. You know, Don't so let I, these guys talk you out <laughs> your yeah, game either. No, they can't. You know, I, 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 I picked Ray. up a fumble yeah. and ran. Like, I I'm guarantee to you, thing, guarantee you, you have some high top Reeboks <laughs> on too. <laughs> Boy, like, I don't know if they're a re- I had a Nike deal, so they, they okay. were Nike. So okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, you had, I had to think about it for a second, though, because I'm like, yeah, it almost got the, the big fat tongue yeah. and everything, yeah. Nice and comfy. <laughs> hey, side note, my first year of football, Pops wasn't in the house. My mom went and bought me cleats. High top Reeboks. I go, mama, yeah. can't, was too, can't, I can't be out here with these, mom. Like, They're going to laugh at me, mom. Big five or something hey, big like five. that. She, she did her best. My, she did her my, best, though. Yeah. I, I love you, mama. I love you. You know what? I was high-stepping, though, like, or at least trying to, like, prime time. I got in trouble. I got 15-yard penalty and everything. I didn't know you couldn't do that in Pop Warner at first. Man. Well, we so know they now. hit me. They got you. They got That's me. Look at, look at you now. Look Had at you to now. talk to me on the side about being humble. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> that same person need to show back up. <laughs> when we return, man, we're going to hear from DJ Dallas and Tanner Muse from Jim Miller. That's Kevin O'Neill next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Packs on either side of Geno, Ballore being one, Dallas being the other, Geno from the shotgun. Here comes the rush. They're coming hard. Geno strides forward. A shovel pass to Dallas. Down to the 35 to 30. The 20 to 15. 10. Tripped up and dropped at the six-yard line by the Jets. What a heads-up play by Geno Smith. And an equally heads-up play by Dallas, who was there ready for the hand to make that the shovel pass. DJ Dallas, 98 yards from scrimmage today. He is in the locker room, talking to Jim now. Let's go there. DJ, that shovel pass from Geno Smith, that is a heads-up play. How'd you know to be ready for it? Uh, I didn't, really. It just kind of happened, and Geno's real good about that. Just getting the ball getting the ball out and not taking you know, negative play. 
the yards that we saw on the ground today, how much does that go back to last week and the emphasis that was placed on it in the second half? You gotta run the ball. That's what Shane <laughs> says, that's what Chad says, run the ball, and that's what we do. Okay, how much easier is it when Walker rips off that 60-yarder to start things? Shoot, that's, that made everything great. Like, the whole line blocked it up real well, and you know, we, we did our thing. Why was this offense more consistent start to finish today? We just trusted our, our coaching. You know, we were, we were all connected. And um, I feel like we just played as one. We just played as one, and we rolled those boys off the ball. We've been talking about the impact the offense made getting those those yards on the ground. How about the defense with two takeaways and how that changes things? I thought it was three. It prop yes, two interceptions, yeah. and I think there was yes. Was I do. Three. I'm not going to shortchange them. Yeah, we can't shortchange the defense. Um, but man, we haven't gotten three turnovers all season. And today, like I said, like we were clicking on all cylinders and defense play lights out. So where do you guys go from here? What needs to happen next week? Uh, you know, just coming back, watching the film, getting better. We got the Rams and um, we just got to handle business. Just like we did tonight, just got to handle business and hope the Lions can pull one out. Lastly, I almost forgot because you're standing here and you're smiling and you look so calm. There was an edge to you today. There there was more of an edge to you today, yes? Uh, I try to bring that every week. But today was, you know, must win. This will be me for the rest of the season, you know? And bump based on my count, 98 yards from scrimmage today from Mr. DJ Dallas as we get that back to you. All right, that was DJ Dallas. Had himself a day, man. If you want this offense to keep going, you need contributions from guys like him. I was excited when I saw 3-1 get loose there, Turbo. I was too, man. He He's a guy that I've had an opportunity to work out with in the offseason and mentor in some ways, you know, talk to him on the phone, you know what I mean, uh, whenever he's asked for advice and stuff like that. And and just seeing, like, the, the, the work ethic that he puts in to the game and how much he cares about it. It's great to see those type of guys have success. I, I remember early in the season, you know, I was I, I talked about DJ a lot. Like, man, he should get some, you know some opportunities. And uh, you know, when Penny unfortunately went down, I'm like, man, you know, this is going to be the opportunity he maybe gets. You know, seven to ten carries a game. You mm -hmm. know, something like that. And uh, you know, today he was really. This is the most he's been in the mix offensively. I think all season long and it was great to see him really be productive I, like, I just i love the way he contributes in so many ways you know he's running down on special teams he's a return guy so you know backup running back and it, it, does, it just seems like no matter where you ask him to play or what you ask him to do he finds a way to make an impact there mm -hmm. you know I, and i'm sure there's probably guys in the league that are like biting at the bit to be the number one running back or the number one receiver or lineman yeah. or whatever it is right. and then they're not taking those other opportunities as serious as right, as right. as those things are just as are contributing just as much as everything else and, and uh, DJ does a good job of just owning that and being that guy for the Seahawks. Yeah, Ray, I don't know if there's guys out there that aren't taking it as serious, but what I would think is it's hard to do more than one thing, right? Mm -hmm. So DJ Dallas is special in that way. Okay, yeah, I'm a kick returner, I'm a punt returner. I can come out here and play running back. I can run down there cover punts and the kickoffs and stuff there's not a lot of dudes around that's like a swiss army knife right. like that so that's just a big shout out to dj on that yeah. one yeah all effort too man full effort and energy and, yep and he looked like he's having fun too all he's always time, smiling yeah. and yeah. talking a little oh, yeah. trash he's in the game and he's a football player so it's a good look you know one of the best things as a player you can do is understand your role on a team right you can have 
ambition and want to be the number one guy mm-hmm. and want to get the spotlight. But you got to look around and be like, okay, how are these coaches using me? And how can I contribute the most? And I think DJ has kind of settled in to his role. He's the type of guy that will last in the league seven, eight years. 100%. Just off of yeah. understanding no, who he 1, is. 1,000%. I remember, like, as a young – it's hardest when you're a young player because when you're a young player, you're normally coming from being that dude. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you, 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 you drink a little humble sauce, right, because you, you, you're still that dude, but you got to be – Dude, you got to be that dude in, in, in areas you're unfamiliar with, like blocking right. on kickoff return. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you be like, what? <laughs> you know, what's the right. front line? I got to run backwards and turn around and block somebody? I ain't never had to do that in my life. Hated that. Uh, you know what I mean? Hated just for it. the record. Yeah. Yeah. Hated it. Just for the record. Hated it. What movie is that? <laughs> yeah. 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 I hated it. But you know what? Coach, Coach Pagano, when I went to the Colts, man, Coach Pagano told me something because I struggled with it for a little while, man. And he's like, you know what, Turbo Man, you gotta, you gotta, you have to buy in. Right. You know, you gotta, it could, because it's a team game. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you're needed to to be on, you know, special teams, punt, punt return, whatever it is, man, man, guys are depending on you. And those plays are just as important as you know taking a handoff and going 20 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And once I like mentally locked into that, which DJ already has that mentality, mm-hmm. everything started to go yeah. my direction. Yeah, yep. it speaks to trust too. Right, like, like you, if if the team is expecting you to do all those different things, like you said, like you have to be someone they can trust. They got to know what they're going to get from you when you do it. And so that's a that that's something that should be just as a person, something that's cool to kind of carry and internalize and know that, like, man, these dudes trust me enough that I'm on the kickoff, punt return, I'm the returner, I'm the running back, I'm the this, I'm the that. That's a that's kind of a big deal too. So um, we talk about opportunities, man. We uh, No update on Jordan Brooks yet, but um, he's going to get an MRI. He left the game with a knee injury. That created an opportunity for Tanner Muse. He's in the locker room right now with Jim Mueller. You get significant playing time because of the injury to Jordan Brooks. What does that do to just kind of the psyche of the team? Um, it's hard. Um, JB going down. He's our alpha. He's our leader. And uh, so that's going to be tough trying to, get, trying to get back to business uh, without him. But, you know, next man up mentality been ready since we started camp so i'm just uh, blessed with the opportunity and i'm just happy to be out there with the guys well and what was the message at halftime because if you look at those yards first half versus second half i think it was less than a hundred for the jets in the second half um i didn't think they ran the ball as much as they did in the first half I, i'm not sure why they got away from it i figured like me going in it'd be like right at you let's see what you can do but um, we did well in the past game and really locked some stuff up and looked good out there. Well, they were playing from behind the entire time, thanks to your offense. How much did the defense affect Mike White today? He didn't look like he was as sharp as he had been. Yeah, he was um, hitting the checkdowns early. The rush was getting there pretty fast. So, I mean, I can imagine you got the big boys up front getting after you. You're going to be ready to get the ball. Your hands. You get significant playing time. Michael Jackson gets his first career interception. How good is it to be able to celebrate with a teammate that kind of a milestone? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, I should have had my, my first one as well, but, you know, we'll get We'll get that later on, but Mike, seeing Mike do that, he's doing it all year, been playing really good coverage, so to see him get the pick is uh, huge for us. Unfortunately, we had our own guys knock it out of his hands, but we'll fix that. We've talked so much about Tariq and He almost had a pick, too. The, the conversation this week with Sauce and Tariq, what did Tariq do to bolster his case for defensive rookie of the year? I think he's done the same thing he's done all year. I don't think it's been close. It's been him and nobody else, in my opinion, just from what I've seen on tape. I mean, the dude's special. And I think this is just another stepping stone on what he's uh, going to accomplish in his career. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
Tariq nearly got the interception today bump, but the Seahawks do snap a three-game drought without an interception with a couple takeaways today. So we get that back to you. I love it. Turbo, you talked about takeaways, man. You said we were even in the turnover differential, man. And what happened, What I say to you as soon as we got that first interception? Uh, you forgot. Plus one. I said plus one. Plus one. My guy. I ain't forget. All right, make you it show. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm, I got selective memory. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mom used to tell me. <laughs> and I remember what my host me tells right me, okay? <laughs> because I know it's going to come up on the show. No, All right. I'm done. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the turnover thing is pretty incredible because two weeks ago they were at plus four, and then they went to even, like zero, and then today they leave the game plus three again. So the turnover thing was was a big deal. And then also we talked about the hits and stuff on the quarterback, four sacks and ten hits on the quarterback. Daryl Taylor had a day, two and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, a pass defense, tackle for a loss. So – could have had another half sack if they gave it to him with Quentin Jefferson. He could have had three sacks for the game and have eight, what, eight and a half on the season. So uh, he had a pretty good game, too. You know, Daryl Taylor is, is, is playing over the last two, three games. Seriously, he, he's playing mature football. Like when you, when you see him out there on the field, he doesn't look as sporadic as he as he did early in the season. Like he, he really looks mm-hmm. under control. Like he's really getting he's really improving his game, man. It's great to see. I think with the defense, man, today I saw a, a marriage today with coverage and pass rush, mm-hmm. and that's hard to play against for a young quarterback. And, yeah, the pressure was really getting there, but sometimes it was the pressure, and then it, it, sometimes it was the coverage, and the big boys was able to get there. So that magic right there, that marriage, it really showed up big today. Yeah, man, you're going to need them. Like I said, man, like the fountain, you see the foundation. You yeah. see glimpses of. You got DJ. You got Mike. You know, I, I think he's a guy who can contribute in multiple places too. You got DT doing his thing. So, I mean, they took so, care of business today. What were we overall in the in the uh, plus minus? Uh, plus two today. Plus two, right? Yep. Plus that's two. All, and you know what? And that's always a goal each week. Coach Carroll, he okay. wants to be at least plus two in each and every game. It's great to see them hit that goal and get a W. All right, keep it rolling. Hey, Seahawks fans, do you want access to exclusive ticket promotions and last-minute ticket releases before game day? Simply text Seahawks to 71211 and opt in to receive the latest offer. That's Seahawks to 71211. When we return, we will give you our player of the game that is coming up next. The Seahawks get it done at home, 23-6. We've given a lot of guys some flowers today, right? Show them some respect and some love. But it's time to narrow it down to the player of the game. I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. I'm going to start with Turbo, yeah. man. What you got there, Turbo? Yeah, player of the game? Player of the game. Yeah, no, this is a, a, a difficult one um, because there, there's there's a good number of guys who, who play well today and um, made some exciting plays. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stay home. I'm going home and I'm going to I'm I'm go in the backfield. And, yep. And I'm gonna say the player of the game tonight was with Kenneth Walker the third. You know, uh, back to back games now over 100 yards, and he's been a catalyst. Uh, he's been the catalyst for this offense as it should be, right? This 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 offense should go through the run first, right? It opens up everything else that you want to be able to do. So, uh, K9 is my player of the game today. All right, two three. What you got? Hmm. I think I'm gonna stay on the offensive side of the ball, man, and. Turbo made a good point uh, about the running game and things really uh, should start there um, and they should finish there. But the running game can't get going if the offensive line 
that don't make it work. And you know what, Abe Lucas going down, and then you had a stone uh, Forsyth that came in, and you didn't hear his name a lot. And on the offensive line, I think that's a good thing. I didn't give up sacks. There was a little pressure here and there. Some of that, um, just from the outside looking in, and I'm not an O-line guy, I felt like some of that could have been on Geno, but the offensive line, they really showed up today. The push was very obvious, and I seen it from the beginning of the game. So, yeah, I'm going with Stone. All right. Oh, I like that, man. Like, man, you yeah. just made me feel good. Like, hey. now I'm finally in the holiday spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody finally gave me something I can be excited about. <laughs> nah, but uh, I, w- I would say, too, man, you know, Kenneth Walker, you know, 23 carries, 133 yards. You know, DJ Dallas had, you know, 98 yards of offense. Uh, you know, um, Kobe Parkinson had – Five catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. That was Paul Moyer's uh, key hawk of the game. But uh, I'm still gonna I'm gonna roll with my man Daryl Taylor, man, because I've I've just been a fan of this dude forever, and it's just good to see like like uh, Turbo has been saying for a few weeks, like he looks he looks kind of spastic and all over the place, and and so now to be able to see for the last few weeks he's been playing a little bit more to control. I think he probably has. Three sacks in the last two games, yeah. three or four sacks, three and a half, and uh, and so today to to have you know two and a half sacks and three QB hits and a, and you know he was a force the whole game like just even with some of the pressure mm-hmm. he was bringing. So um, as much as I love all the stuff that the offense do, did, uh, you know with Quentin Jefferson, I think Austin Blythe played a good game against him. Those the interior linemen did a good job, but I'm gonna go defense and go with Daryl Taylor. I like it, all deserving. I'm going with K nine man. 23 for 133 officially has over a thousand yards from scrimmage from the very first play from jump. He said, look, I'm here. I'm healthy. Give me the rock. Let me run. Ended up with 133 yards on the ground. Say 12s. Now is your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's electric player of the game. Interested to see who you guys choose. All right. When we return, we're going to look forward. Got the Rams coming into town next week. We'll talk about that next on the Seahawks Radio Network. You know Bobby's going to have an inspirational speech in the tunnel, in the locker room. He's going to be ready to go. Here's the difference, though. Bobby's going to get love from the crowd when he shows up. I really think Luma's going to take care of him before the game. During the game, he's wearing a different jersey. You got to take care of business. And uh, who who said McVay has... Mayfield looking like a quarterback right now. Was it our producer, Nasa Chobi? It was Nasa Chobi, our producer, saying, look, McVay has uh, Mayfield looking okay. So, obviously, you can't sleep on anybody, especially the L.A. Rams. They always find a way to put a game together when they uh, show up in Lumen. But, I mean, this is why you play. Last yeah. week of the season, you still have a chance to fulfill um, a couple goals there. Right? Yeah, you know, those guys are going to come in and try to play spoilers into, you know, Bobby Wagner, man, is having a year, too. I think he has probably close to 130, 140 tackles. He has six sacks. I think that's his career high. You know, he has a few interceptions. You had two sacks against us and an interception in the first game we played him. So he's going to come ready to play, and I'm sure the crowd is going to be excited to see him. But I do think as well as Baker Mayfield has played since he's been there, if this defense can show up that we had today where they're, they get they hit Baker Mayfield ten times, he's going to throw three interceptions, I right. promise you. You know what I'm saying? And so he's just that dude that gets rattled when he starts to get hit. And so I think if, if they can get pressure on Baker Mayfield and uh, and then he's just kind of you know throwing the ball up, we can have another three turnover day, and I think that can go a long way and then just kind of set the tone for this team to, to finish off strong. Yeah, I think what what – what McVeigh is doing with Baker uh, to to 
you know, kind of avoid having to have that pocket precision per se all the time is get them outside the pocket, you know, play action, boom, boot, rollouts and things like that. Uh, you know, get him doing things that he's that he's comfortable doing. Uh, and, you know, and so for us, we're going to have to be disciplined on the edge. Right. Not not allowing him to get around the corner. He doesn't have exceptional speed, but, mm-hmm. you know, he has enough mobility to be able to get outside the pocket or be able to break some runs and convert maybe on a on a third and medium or something like that. So it'll be it'll be a, a, a good challenge for us because, you know, the Rams are a team that uh, they, they they lost today, but in some respects have, have gotten better you yeah. know, since they acquired. Baker Mayfield, uh, and so you know we'll we'll have to you know we'll have to bring our A game. We got to win to get in, and we'll need I think what it is what it is it, the Lions to win as well. Yep. Um, but uh, we, we have to focus on ourselves and and do what what it takes to get a W. That's what it comes down to, Turbo. Uh, exactly what you said right there. It comes down to us, and we got to lock in on us. If we go out there and we let Baker Mayfield get comfortable, man, and be able to do things outside the pocket, like you said, be able to improvise, man, and turn a sack into a scramble, man, and make some magic happen. That's when he does best. But I think what could be his downfall is being um, sometimes overconfident Mm -hmm. and just trying to throw the ball in there. Mm -hmm. So we need to give him what we gave Mike White today, and that was like the pressure up front, just making him uncomfortable all game, man, and make him rush, man, and get uncomfortable because, uh, again, Baker is going to throw it in there, and he's going to try to make it happen because he believes that he can make everything work, and I think that'll work in our favor. The yeah. other thing, go ahead, right? No, you got it. Uh, well, I was going to say the other thing that we did today against the Jets that I think will will translate it uh, w- with the Rams is you know the Jets couldn't get anything going on the ground. Mm. Uh, right. I mean, early in the game they they had a little bit of success, right? But but then we started to get those leads, right? And that forced them to kind of get away, you know, from that run game. You know, let's not let's not forget the Rams. You know, Cam Akers has come on too, right? Was a, you know was with the team, was away from the team for a little while. Thought he was going to get traded or potentially even cut. They end up letting Henderson go and bringing Akers back. And since then, you know he's been really productive. You know for this Rams football team on the offensive side of the ball. And so you know for us defensively, taking him out of the game is going to be a huge thing. All right, let's do that then. Easy. Take, take him out the game. Baker Mayfield, throw some picks. We're here Bow. for it, baby. Today's final score, Seahawks 23, Jets 6. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. Here's the here's the curveball, fellas. Detroit is 3-19 in Green Bases, 2,000. So we need some help. Lions, you know, my dad is a big Lions fan. He's from Michigan. So, Pops, man, if you're listening, you're probably not. Pops, sorry about Big Blue, man. You're probably hurting. <laughs> Who said he was about? a Michigan fan? No, he's, they I said he's a Detroit, Detroit fan. fan. He grew up in Michigan. But you know what? He was a Michigan See, I knew You try to bust me out, bro, but I already knew. Because you sent us a place I wasn't going, and then I'm like, all right, we getting off on this exit. <laughs> well, I appreciate you rolling with me. Bro. I got you, baby. I got you, man. But the Hawks get it done, man, and Gino caps off his revenge tour, right? He beats the Giants. He beats the Chargers, and then he beats the Jets at home. Obviously, Gino's going to say, you know, it ain't no thing. This is what I do. Um, no hard feelings. I got to learn a lot. But personally, 
Uh, I'm happy for him because it's been a long road for this man, and uh, he got it done today. And start off the game pretty hot, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like we talked about, you know, in the pregame when he was talking about the buildup to this game and just like his approach to it, you can tell that even how he played today, he wasn't caught up into the whole revenge thing. He yeah. was trying to win a game to give him a chance to stay in the playoffs, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can even throw in like the the Russell Wilson kind of he orchestrated the revenge game in that one so that's mm-hmm. like four revenge games yeah. that he that he's won but I've, that's the thing I've been impressed about Gino the, the whole season even through the tough patches like he was the same dude like he didn't change he, he recognized in himself that he was probably been a little, little aggressive at times but man he, you know he I think he had deserved to be that way you know mm-hmm. because of the way he was playing and so today it was kind of cool to see a lot of firsts had you know you know Mike Jack with his first interception um, my man um was a tight end with his first Mabry. Mabry with his first touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, all those kinds of things. So it was a lot for the fans to cheer for. I went down into the stands a little bit and just kind of sat outside and kind of felt the energy. And it was just, I think uh, NASA just said we hadn't won a home game since before Munich. November 6th. Wow. So yeah. the fans were excited. The fans were excited for, for, for this win today. Oh, yeah, man. I think the all-around energy of this game was uh, great. And you talk about Geno and everything that he brings to the table. Um in a game like this where there's all this stuff in the media, your ex-team and all that kind of stuff, and I said it on the pregame show, that Gino has displayed that it's really not about him. Mm-hmm. Everything is about the team. Everything is about the team, and that's how he takes care of business, and that's why the locker room is riding with him, right? So um, big shout-out to Gino, and just continue to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And just overall, man, like what we wanted to make happen today all the way around. The defense played well. There was push from the D-line. Um, Mike White was playing on his heels the whole game. I felt like there was only a couple of times where he was able to step up in the pocket and just throw. But other than that, just felt like he, he was backpedaling and he was scrambling. Kind of, He was just uncomfortable. And that's what we need to do to quarterbacks in order to give our big boys a chance to rush. We always talk about we want this pass rush and we need this and do that. The back end has to do their job. And, again, that combination of the coverage and the rush was perfect today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one of the hardest, one of the hardest things uh, to do in the NFL is to be consistent. It is to sustain over, you know, 16, 17 – 18 weeks of a season plus training camp and stuff like that before then, because, you know, we're, I mean, we're humans, right? Like it's easy to get lax. It's easy to, to, to take a break. It's easy to sleep in for an hour. You know what I'm saying? And Gino has been that consummate professional where he's just been the same guy every single day, the same consistency every single day, the same leadership style every single day. And, you know, that's why you see him, you know, having the success and producing the way that he is, and it's great to see. Yeah, now some guys got some opportunities today. We saw uh, Tanner Muse get in because of the injury to Jordan Brooks. Brooks, we still have no update there. Um, Mike Jackson, we talk about a first for him. Maybe first touch, uh, first reception, first touchdown. That's a great way to do it. And then to see Ken Walker put together back-to-back games, something we haven't seen in over a month. So, you know, this team might not be where ideally we would want them to be at this point of the season, but they still have a chance to get into the playoffs. And that's all you can ask for at this point. Also, Quandre Diggs becomes the first player in NFL history to have at least three three interceptions in the past, in each of the past six seasons. Like, that's impressive um, in itself. So, even with the mediocre record that we've seen, Big Ray, we have seen moments where this team looks like 
um, they have the potential to be better than that mediocre record in the future. Well, the thing that's, that's pretty awesome, I think you were talking about earlier about the foundation. You can see all these things. You know, you got Mafe, you got Daryl Taylor on defense, you have Nuoso, you have the rookies in the secondary, you got Quandre, you have the linebackers on offense, you got receivers developing like some really good offensive linemen. You know, uh, Gino, you know, the running back situation. There's such foundation here. And like you said, at the beginning of the season, everyone's like, man, there's no way that Geno Smith is going to lead this team to the playoffs. It's going to be the worst quarterback room in the league and yeah. all this other kind of stuff. Oh, you're going to start two rookie tackles and now you're going to start two rookie DBs? Man, this team is going nowhere fast. And here we are down to the last game and they're still in the mix. Mm. Like you could not have asked for anything more. Yeah, they had to slide, gave some, you know, some games got away from them. But I think it was Geno, like the thing I liked about Russell is like in the pinch, like when it was two minutes left, minute left, and you needed a touchdown, he's going to find a way to get a touchdown. He just led a different way than Geno leads. And I think it took Geno's leadership to get them to win today mm-hmm. because of what they had gone through in the previous games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, you're talking about a, a, a Jets team just as desperate as us. Mm-hmm. Before the game started, they were in the race. They needed to win to stay in it, yep. you know? And so uh, you got competitive fires on both sides, and you're talking about a, a team in the Seattle Seahawks who were able to uh, just execute at a higher level. And, you know, for, for you know, a, a, a good chunk of weeks, you know, it, it's been the other teams that have out-executed us in a lot of ways, you know, on, on both sides of the football. And so it was good to see us clean some things up, man, and be sharp uh, in all three phases and get the dub. Yeah, they put up points against the number three defense in the land. They put up 23 and probably should have had about 30 to 33 yeah. points, honestly. Less you know, than plays you, out you there. You know, it's interesting because the Jets hadn't given up 23 points in a game since week four. Only, only one time. This was the second, man. So wow. that says a lot about what we were able to do against a really good defense. Yes, it does. All right, when we return, we will go through some of these highlights. That's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Kyra News Radio 97.3 FM. Seahawks keep their playoff hopes alive. They defeat the Jets 23-6 to at home, and now it's time to go through some of these highlights. The first play from scrimmage for the Seahawks, K-9 does his thing, 60-yard run. Gino goes under center on first and 10. Single setback is Ken Walker, the third. Tyler Lockett in motion, left to right. Gino's going to hand lock, uh, hand Walker the ball, and there he goes across the 40, midfield, down the far sideline, 30. He's still running and tripped up at the 15 yard line. The first play of the game, Ken Walker, the third, goes right up the gut, bounces left outside the numbers, and takes off. And LaMarcus Joyner had to get on his horse just to catch him. Trips him up. Down at the 13 is where the Hawks will start a 60-yard run to get this one going. Yeah, this is what you call setting the tone. First of all, the offensive line created a great lane up front, man. Got hat on the hat. Boom. Kenneth Walker decisive from the beginning, man. Finds the crease, hits it, hits it downhill. Only thing I'll say, man, I don't know if you're listening, K-9. Got to take that thing to the house, baby. Nice run. <laughs> nice run right there. That Pick run up, was set down. up. This touchdown right here, which capped off a three-play, 73-yard drive. He finds Kobe Parkson back at the end zone. First touchdown since week one against the Broncos. Yee. Second down and nine. Empty backfield for Geno. Four receivers across the board. Geno has time. He's going to throw in the back corner. Caught. Touchdown. Seahawks. What a start. Colby Parkinson from 12 yards out. 
runs a little bender into the back corner, and Gino lays it up perfectly so only the big tight end at 6'7 can reach up and grab it. The Seahawks, what are we, four plays into the game, have taken a 6 nothing lead. Yeah, Kobe was uh, Paul Moyer's uh, key hawk, and he kind of showed up early with the – with his six foot twelve self, and of course, <laughs> Steve Raven would associate Bender and Kobe Parkinson <laughs> in the same sentence. So good, good job for Kobe. Good job by Kobe. And then we have a Quandre Diggs siding with this interception. He's the only player in the last six seasons to have a at least three interceptions. The last six seasons. Good play by Quandre. Got to put that ball down. No, Pete Carroll says shameful. Good play though. Carter now in the backfield next to White. Low snap, White gets it, looks, slides to his left side, throws, intercepted, coming up the near side, and running out of bounds is Diggs in front of the Seahawks bench. This is what Diggs needed, this is what the defense needed, this is what the team needed, man. Um, You talk about setting the momentum as soon as the Jets thought they might get something rolling, turnover, man, and that's what the defense has been looking for. We were, uh, no, I think we were even with turnovers, now we're plus two, and that's a good look, man. But Diggs is doing his thing. He showed the ball to the crowd. Let everybody know I got it. I'm making this thing happen. Old school primetime. Nice work, Diggs. He, he said Dion did it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do it too. Time. That's what's up. All right, later on, we got DJ Dallas. He gets those knees up. Nice little improv play from Geno. Steps up in the pocket, finds DJ Dallas for a nice little shovel pass, 41-yard game. Mm-hmm. Backs on either side of Geno, Belore being one. Dallas being the other, Gino from the shotgun. Here comes the rush. They're coming hard. Gino strides forward. A shovel pass to Dallas. Down to the 35, the 30, the 20, the 15, 10. Tripped up and dropped at the six-yard line by the Jets. What a heads-up play by Gino Smith. And an equally heads-up play by Dallas, who was there ready for the hand to make that the shovel pass. Yeah, really great awareness by both guys, right? Geno Smith able to find and locate where DJ Dallas is. But, you know, uh, there's an intricacy to check downs for running backs, right? It's just about getting in the quarterback's vision, not always about doing the actual route. And right there, DJ Dallas got into his vision. Geno's able to find him, boom, for a big game. Nice play. Nice play right there. Awareness on 98 for Geno right there. On 98, baby. Awareness on 98. (laughs) 98. All right, Geno, man, takes his team on another long drive, seven plays, 75 yards, and Tyler Mayberry gets his first reception, first touchdown. Seahawks up 17-3. Young in motion across the formation. Going to throw back inside. Ball is caught. Touchdown, Seahawks. And making the catch is Mabry. The tight end, Tyler Mabry, who's just been activated today with the injury to Will Disley. And Geno Smith fires a dart to the goal line, and Mabry is the man there to catch it. Congratulations from eight yards out. His first ever NFL touchdown, first ever NFL catch. Congratulations, young man. The Seahawks lead 16-3. My bad, Tyler. Tyler Mabry, big Ray. Mabry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was awesome. You know, first catch, first touchdown, and like Pete said in the presser, uh, the way the team responded because this dude has put in his time, put in his energy, put in his effort. So it was good for him to get a catch and get into the end zone today. From one first to another first, our guy, the smooth criminal, Mike Jackson, mm. intercepts Mike White. I love to see it. As Mike White is trying to make a case for his being quarterback next year for these Jets, 
Hasn't gone all that well. On a first down, he's going to drop back and throw. He's going to look, throw down the seam. It's intercepted. Coming back to the near side is Michael Jackson to the 30. Turns outside 25. Side steps one man in his drop. Ball comes out. The Seahawks, I think, fall on it. Seahawks have the ball. They do. Michael Jackson with a pick. And Jackson, his first interception of the season. And couldn't have come at a better time. The Seahawks can really salt this away now. Mike Jackson wanted to let y'all know he's here too. Tariq Woolen, Sauce Weicker, uh, <laughs> Gardner. <laughs> Mike Jack is here to play football, man. Gets the interception and does it with attitude. I like it. You go out there, you run around. A little friendly fire out there. The ball comes out. Mike Jackson gets the ball back as they're able to celebrate in the end zone. But this guy is nothing but work, man. He comes to work every day with a chip on his shoulder, and I love it. Nice play. We got to get him some white gloves with the sparkles on them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he need a deal. You know somebody? I might. <laughs> Turbulence. Hey, 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 Turbulence. Turbeast. Turbingo. He you got you, saying? Mike White. I mean, Mike Jazz. He got you. All right, Mike White sacked by who? Daryl Taylor. Two and a half sacks, three and a half sacks the last three games. That made the final score 23 to 6. Three receivers far side. White's going to roll to the right side. He's going to look. He's going to go down. He gets hit, trapped for the sack. Chasing him down is Daryl Taylor. White stays down on the ground. Remember, he's coming back from fractured ribs. The ball was picked up and run the other way by Puna Ford. Ball game ends, and it ends as a 23-6 final score. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Daryl Taylor. He's gone through some stuff this year, lost his starting job. But at the end of the day, he's still going into the last week of the season with eight and a half sacks. He can still get you know, double-digit sacks, but I thought he would get this year anyway. So cool way to just close a game off, a, a walk-off sack and uh, force fumble. The New York Jets have played at Lumen Field four times since 2002. They don't have a single offensive touchdown. Only touchdown is a Muhammad Wilkerson fumble return in 2012 so they know when they come here it ain't going down all right it ain't going down all right lots more to do when we return we're going to give you our unsung hero that is next in your home for the seahawks Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo news radio 97.3 fm believe it or not hawks are still in this thing man they will clinch a playoff berth with a win over the los angeles rams and a green bay loss the lions clinch a playoff berth with a win at green bay and the Seahawks lost. The Packers clinch a playoff berth with a win versus Detroit. Now, the seventh seed is, is wide open. The number one seed is even more wide open, believe it or not, man. The Eagles clinched the number one seed in the NFC with a win versus the New York Giants or a Dallas loss at Washington or San Francisco lost versus Arizona. The 49ers clinched the number one seed in the NFC with a win over Arizona or a Philly loss to the New York Giants. The Cowboys clinched the number one seed with a win at Washington or a Philly loss versus New York or San Francisco loss against Arizona. Sounds like French to me, fellas. Hey, just show up and win your ball game, and then you sit back, relax, and let the football guys take care of you, right? That's how I see it. That's the way I see it, man. It's, uh, the, the, the playoff talk and stuff, I, it, maybe it's a CTE. I get lost in all that stuff. <laughs> all I know is that the Seahawks have to win and Detroit have to win, two teams that I, that I played for and root for. Like I said, I'm going you know, to put in the, uh, the OG call to the, to, the, to the Lions this week and kind of see if I can get them juiced up a little bit more. We haven't had a whole lot of success 
in Green Bay, but this is a different team that has that have shown up in Green Bay in a while. A uh, team that really plays like Dan Campbell coaches and lives and preaches. So uh, they're going to have a real chance to get that win. Yeah, Ray, you make a great point because uh, Coach Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Commanders, had a post-game presser after they lost today. And, uh, you know, one of the one of the media members asked him about the playoff positioning and that the Vikings needed to beat Green Bay today in order for them to stay in the race. And he didn't know that. And they kind of got on him. But it's week to week, like <laughs> literally like coaches. Play, we're not always focused on like because it's, it, it's so much going on. You can't. It's hard to keep up with. It's not like a foreign language, like you said, <laughs> you know, so focusing on this week. Boom. All Seattle knows is we got to get a win and get in. Yep. Period. You know, Lions got to win as well. But all of these scenarios are just crazy. You know, the the, the, the extra playoff uh, spot, you know, make, going from six to seven. I mean, it makes things really intriguing now because, I mean, you're really in it all the way up until the end, uh, and it plays for some phenomenal football at the end of the regular season. I think it makes it really interesting for the fans, right? I know the players. I know the coaches are – pretty much in this week-to-week thing, and it's hard to keep track of. It's like a story problem for me, so I was never that good at math. I kind of check out. Yeah. Um, guess if Paul goes to the store and gets two apples and comes back with so comes back with two grapefruits. Like, yeah. I just start to nod off, so I just want to focus on the game at hand, and that's what the Seahawks need to do. You come in, you take care of your business, and then you kind of look back and see what's next, right? And, um, yeah, man, it's just crazy to watch. It's the, these – Teams are so close, and there's not a bunch of teams that are just stand out and they're undefeated and they're going crazy. A lot of these teams are fighting for their life, man, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the fact that they're still in it, man. Right. I know we went from beginning of the season, low expectations. Mid-season, all right, these dudes are doing the first place in the division to I don't know if they're going to make it to, okay, win this game and you give yourself a chance, man. Crazy. Um, When you – when you look at what happened preseason with the Russell Wilson trade or whatnot, for them to be here as disappointed as a lot of people might be because of what happened in the middle of the season, man, you gotta, you have to be excited about this. Like, go ahead and win this game and see what happens. Well, I, this is a successful season for the Seahawks season. You know, I, either way, we, yeah, we. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, we. I, I think they're gonna make the playoffs, and we, and of course, we want to see the Seahawks make the playoffs, and I think they will, but. It, Regardless, you know this is a, this is a successful something that they can really build on moving forward. Yeah, and I, I would say, like True said too, it has to be. Even there's going to be some fans that are going to be always on the Debbie Doubter board, saying like, "Oh, they should have won this game or that game," and maybe Geno is still not the dude and all that kind of stuff. But when they come to the game next week, it should be the house should be on fire. Oh, because yeah. I mean, you're going to have Bobby oh, yeah. here. You're going to be playing this game to get into the play. You couldn't, as a fan, obviously you want to be way out in front and they we're already in with four games left. But, man, this, this is going to be an exciting game, you know, just because of everything that's going to be at play. Bobby, the playoffs, you know, you know, finishing the season strong, like all this watching the, the scoreboard to see what the other team is doing, all that kind of stuff. So I think that if the fans show up and, like, do their thing, the, the Seahawks are going to do their thing, it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, man, and I, um, I just went and uh, I throw something in quick bump that this – campaign of this season really is a case for Pete Carroll and mm-hmm. what he can do mm-hmm. with the team mm-hmm. that nobody is given a chance, right? And a quarterback that people have written off, but he, he didn't write back. <laughs> but um, it just goes to show that the type of players that the Seahawks go after, guys that are underrated, kind of that diamond in the rough field, Pete knows how to get the best out. Yes, he does. Yeah. One more week. 
Let's go get it, Big Ray. Talk to your boys over there in in, in Detroit. Make sure they, they handle I'm a, I'm business. I'm going to hit them up. I'm going to hit them up, make sure they're ready for the kneecap thing. You know, yep. get knocked down, get back up, all that kind of stuff. You know, don't be tripping out over the weather in Green Bay, you know. Just I'm gonna get them right. Yeah, because that's what they that's what they do in Green Bay. They, they make sure it's cold and uncomfortable. <laughs> they make sure it's cold. Huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what happened to the Minnesota Vikings today. They went out there and got torched in the cold because they brought the cold. They in, brought the cold from like you know the what Arctic. They influence the weather. Ain't a dome now. <laughs> okay. Influencing the weather. All right, here we go. Hey, folks, man. Hey, I love doing this post game with y'all. I'm just throwing that out there. Today's final score: Seahawks 23, Jets 6. You've been listening to Hot Talk.